G'day, and welcome to the Wing It Podcast. Illinois, they take out Nice Madness. They win it for sure. Max King, 50 goals this season. Yeah, Eduardo, he's my bet of the day. He'll take out the Galaxy. James Harden, MVP at $10. You heard it here first. All right, g'day, and welcome back to the Wing It Podcast, uh, episode number 25. Quarter, quarter, is it quarter, quarter mile? Quarter century. Quarter century. Yeah. Can you think of anyone from Port with 25 or? I've had two shots of this now because the first one didn't record and I still have nothing. Willem uh, Drew? Nah, mate. Nah, I nah. don't think so. I've got no idea. All I know about 25 is Christmas Day and quarter. Well, you got Ned McHenry from the Crows. A little shit. Um, good, played very well in the week. Played very well, yeah. Daniel McStay. Uh, That's a household name. And I think he used to be Mitch Hannon from the Demons. Wow. Star-studded so. lineup. Yeah, 25 is a pretty big number. Hawk, is he 25. Maybe. I think he is. Yeah, it could be actually. Yeah. I could go all day, to be honest. I could probably name every team's 24. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Anyway, moving on. We've got a lot of news to get through in Cam's News, as we are now calling it, Cam's News segment. Um, yeah, as Dogger said, or well, I didn't say since the last recording, but not in this one, uh, that biggest, one of the biggest weeks of the footballing season in terms of news and controversial news especially. So we will touch on it a little bit, not spend too much time on it because it's not really our place to say too much on it, I don't yeah, think. exactly. I think... Everything's been said about it as well. Yeah, what well, so. could have been said, could have been said. So, uh, But anyway, without any further ado, we'll get into it. Yeah. The, the elephant in the room. Yeah, Tex Walker. Tex Walker. It's, I mean, it's no surprise to start off with this. I think if there's any sport talk show in Australia, this is the first thing they're starting off with, isn't it? So, yeah. um, I mean, he's been suspended six weeks, $20,000 fine, and he's apologised publicly now. Um, I don't think there's too much to say on it. I have nothing else to say on it. I think... Um, the only thing I have to say on it, I think, is I don't think we'll see Tex Walker play another game of football. Really? I don't think he can come back and earn the trust back of not only his Indigenous teammates, but just his genuine, all his peers. I think he's yep. going to struggle to get respect back, and not just his teammates, but the whole entire AFL community and Australia, to be real. Yep. So, But more importantly, and, and specifically his teammates. You know, yep. If you don't have respect for your teammates, that's going to be a tough thing to build chemistry and a culture in a club that struggles with that already. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be tough. Yeah, it's um, it's a really difficult one. Obviously, you need to be careful speaking mm-hmm. about it. Um, but obviously, what he did was wrong. Uh, he's understood now what he did is wrong. Uh, doesn't obviously make up for it, but no. I think he's going well, leaps. And, he's pulling all the strings to try and sort of um, apologise as much as he can for it. As you said, with the public apology with Robbie Young. Yeah. Uh, and he's obviously uh, has to donate 20K to the uh, to a foundation with uh, Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander uh, children, I believe it is. So, right. Um, it's good. I like the, the donation. I think that's good. Uh, obviously, the suspension is uh, fairly warranted from what the alleged comments are. Yeah. Um, but I think we can hopefully move on from this. I think... Robbie Young, really brave to get on the apology video with him. Uh, It's fantastic. He's sort of standing up and saying that people can make mistakes and things like that. Um, So good on Robbie Young, obviously just as a young fella. So uh, yeah, it's a a really... It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a really sad one for for Tex and his family and everything like that, that obviously the repercussions has on them uh, from what he said. Um, But no, hopefully, uh, yeah, we can move on from this and all learn from this is the main thing. Um, yeah, hopefully as an AFL community, we can definitely learn from this. And I hope this isn't the last time we see Tex on the footballing field because no. he's been a great player for a long time and one of the Crows' best players of all time. Although so, Mark Prosciutto has come out and said he won't play again. Yeah, and Mark Prosciutto's business partner and board member at the Crows. So That's huge. So I, hope it, I hope for Tex's sake it isn't. 
Um, but he has to live with the consequences of his actions and he should know better for someone who's been in the community for a long, long time. Yep. So anyway, that's the last we'll say about text. Moving on to other news and it kind of stays a little bit somber actually. All the news is very somber today. Uh, yeah. This one, I had a near tear in my eye watching his, uh, me, uh, telling the boys at the port club that Tom Rockcliffe has hung up the boots. And then about three minutes later, Mark Murphy went and hung up the booth as well. So Mark Murphy, obviously due to play his 300th game this weekend and that should, I believe, will be his final game. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Rockliffe obviously had to hang up the boots. He hasn't gone over his blood clots and will have to be on blood thinners for quite some time if he wants to make sure he has no complications. So it's unfortunate. It's he really was, unfortunate. Six so, months ago, he was racking up 40 touches in the VFL, looking to push his way back into yeah, the AFL. And he then, was. Now he's got deep vein thrombosis, which has obviously derailed his career, unfortunately. Yeah. Both, took both knees in the same contest, it was. Yeah. Landed yeah. on funny and then just did them both, and then it never recovered and got DVT. We were actually speaking to him the day he did it. There you go. Remember that? Were we? No. Yeah. We no. were speaking to him at the Sanford game. Oh, yes, we were we too. Were. Yes, we were. like, we how's were. the knee? He goes, oh, I don't really know. He didn't really seem too phased by yes, that. Yes, we were at Daniel Glenelg. Yeah, no Glenelg. He said I didn't, he didn't, it wasn't really phased by it and he could probably play. Because it was only the left knee he it thought was, he hurt. Yeah, because he, he pointed to it. He's like, oh, it's all right. But then found out it was both knees and then obviously the deep vein thrombosis. This is a couple, nearly a month or so later came out, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So, Far yeah, unfortunately about that. Yeah, it's well, crazy, well, isn't it? Good memory. Um, so, yeah, obviously we were, we were sideline reporters then uh, yep. for that day. So, um, But no, yeah, really unfortunate to hear with Rocky and great to hear that, that Murphy's able to make to the 300, though. Yeah, that is great. Um, so obviously deserves that legend of the club isn't really in their best 22 at the moment. So I think it's in the club's best interest and his best interest that he does leave yeah. um, following his 300th game. But they've done it pretty smart to get him there. He's been the medical sub for a few yeah, games. So I don't think it's the way he would have liked to have done it. But at the end of the day, he gets his 300 games and a team he probably doesn't fit into anymore. Yeah, exactly. But right. uh, no, Mark Murphy, I mean, as a Port Adelaide South Australian, I don't really have anything to do with Mark Murphy. But he's one of those guys like Nathan Jones. I put them in the same echelon. No real individual accolades. I don't think either of them ever made an All-Australian. Mm. But they were good warriors and solid players for their own clubs. And they both deserve to get the 300 games. Definitely. Uh, which they now both have, I believe. Yep. So, um, yeah, good on them. And uh, they're, they're serv- great service for their own clubs. So, congrats to Mark Murphy again to 300. And one of the most heartbreaking yeah, stories Yeah, this has of to be one of the most of the year, I reckon. Yeah. Especially with the stage of the season we're in. And then not to mention the stage of the game it was in. Yeah. Is Josh Bruce doing his ACL. I, I switched off. I saw him on the floor and I just thought he, uh, I don't know, I, I, I thought I was falling over. <laughs> I switched back off to the next game to yep. watch the Brisbane game. And then I found out 20 minutes later he's done his suspected ACL. Who would have thought that? Shocking for Bruce. In the last, last like, siren, second. Yeah, on the siren, literally. pretty much. Um, but no, 48, 48 goals this season. He's having his best season ever. Uh, he's just been lethal in front of goal. He's been loving the, um, the service that he's been getting. Uh, from obviously yeah. this unbelievable Bulldogs team, and he's been gelling so well with all, all of the players as well. So it's and Norton, they both just feed yeah, off each other perfectly. They've been a great tandem together. So it's really unfortunate to see. Obviously, it really, really hurts the Bulldogs as well uh, coming into the the final series. We'll speak about so. this more later on. Yeah, exactly. Right. It hurts them so. hugely. But main things, condolences go out, Alex Bruce and. And Josh Bruce. So is that Alex Bruce? Why is that Alex Bruce? We've even Bruce? written Alex Bruce as well. I think Alex Norton I was getting confused with at the same time. Alex Bruce. Anyway. Josh Aaron Norton Bruce. as well. Or? Aaron Norton. Oh, fuck me. I've had a stinker. Who's Alex, who's Alex Bruce? Alex Keith, maybe. Who the fuck's Alex Bruce? Josh Bruce. But sorry to Josh Bruce. <laughs> sorry, Josh Bruce. <laughs> All right. Condolences. Let's, I'll, I'll cut that out. Condolences go out to Josh Bruce, obviously. So hopefully a speedy recovery, mate, and all the best. Now let's get on to our review. I've got a few extra games in it this week because it was a great round of footy. Unreal. Um, I've got two tips. 
Yeah, shocking. I man. don't think many people got more than three. Well, I got four. Yeah, well, there you go. So one man got four. No big deal. Um, That's but probably why I'm top. I think three to four would be the absolute tops. I don't think anyone's getting more than that. I mean, I had North Melbourne and West Coast, so expected two. But yeah, four at the best. Yep. Anyway, first one will kick off on the Friday night. I missed none. I missed the whole entire the game. So yeah, I missed most of it as well. But uh, there we go. But the Giants upset Geelong at the Cattery. I mean, we both said Geelong's GWS's uh, line was nice, and we agree yep. on that line. But you never back against GW, uh, Geelong. Uh, GW, never back against Geelong at the Cattery. Yeah. So many G's. Well, as soon as uh, as soon as Kelly went out, I became not very confident about the line, line whatsoever. So line went out to thirty nine point five. Yep. I looked at that about five seconds before the bounce. 39 and a half. Boy, that was a bet, wasn't it? You'd be feeling pretty comfortable after the first one minute, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly right. No, GWS just wanted it more. Uh, it was just more of a case of GWS got their season on the line, wanting to make finals. Obviously, now that they've won that game, they uh, secured the eighth spot. Um, well, for this week, that is, because the eighth spot has about five or six it's teams musical, running it's musical for chairs it. down there, isn't it? Yeah, big time. But no, huge win from GWS. I've never seen so much uh, Sam Taylor posts uh, on my Instagram feed in my life. Uh, but no, huge, huge game for Sam Taylor. Absolutely shut down Hawkins. And um, yeah, great great win from the GWS Giants. They just wanted it more, far more than um, than Geelong. Um, so no, great win. Obviously, Geelong doesn't have a great back six, as Joel Taylor knows, so really let them be out in this game. Uh, Giants really just ran all over them, so uh, it's probably what we're going to see in finals because uh, Jeremy Cameron won't come back either as well, So, uh, which is just in. So, yeah, huge. They're, not, they're not feeling confident about him, are they? They're not at all. Which so, is He was asked on huge. AFL 360. Chris Scott was asked on AFL 360, will Jeremy Cameron be coming back? And he answered it with, he should be back in one of the finals. That really just shows you've got no confidence in that hamstring no. that you rush back too early to begin with. Well, and to do first, it two hamstrings in a year. Jared said was, oh, I don't sound very confident or optimistic with that response. And Chris Scott goes, some point in the finals. Yeah, so he's not confident at no. all. And he's not happy about and it. And the thing is, when you do a hamstring once, doing it twice is pretty, you know, if you rush them back, it's pretty common. But do, if you want to come back a third time in a season from a hamstring, you are really getting... Touch and go with that hamstring. It's it needs its rest. So that's huge for uh, Geelong. I still think they're good enough without him. Uh, but obviously he tips that team over the edge. So hopefully he can get up for Geelong fans and Joel Taylor specifically. And uh, just on that, the player that did miss uh, that game with a ta- I think it was tightness in the hamstring. Uh, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly has just signed a huge. Contract extension uh, and will be a job. Breaking for life news as, well. as of one minute ago. Breaking news one minute ago. You heard it here first on the Winger podcast. Josh Kelly, con- mon- monster contract, it says. Monster contract it would extension. be huge. You'd be a bit 60 yeah, deal, you think, ridiculous. wouldn't it? Yeah, he's oh, yeah, So, all right, on to the next game. Um, can Cam ever tip a Carlton game? Is what I've labeled this because I, again, it's just becoming a bit of a running joke. How, how many do you reckon you've tipped correct this year? Like, I, being honest. I think I would say. If it's more than two, I'd be shocked. So would I. I think because they haven't ones... won the games you've expected them to win. No, I think I, I, I would have tipped North Melbourne against them too because I like North Melbourne early in the year. So Interesting. I don't. But they beat they, North Melbourne. Beat them. Oh, did they? Yeah. That was the game I didn't tip. No, yeah, you didn't tip I them. don't think That's I would. Right, have... You tipped North Melbourne like six weeks in a row and then didn't tip them when they yeah. played Carlton. I think I would have had two tips with the Carlton. So um, yeah, yep. and yet again, it's like if you listen to the pod, if you were home listening, just. Whatever I say with Cohen, just do the opposite. I mean, exactly. Gold Coast won at $3 odds. It's a great bet. Ridiculous. 
anyway. The first two games of the round, $6 and uh, $3 underdogs. So <laughs> just really shows the kind of round it was. And it nearly continued into the next game. It was a bit close for comfort for myself, that's for sure. And yeah. for anyone of the, the Brown Bats, better of the week uh, punters. But the Crom made it interesting and it went down to the wire in a classic showdown. But Port's uh, class prevailed late to get a win that we probably didn't deserve. No, I didn't deserve it at all. Really just didn't show that you're a top eight side at the moment. The last um, few games have been, I don't know, just at certain points during the game, you've just been off the ball massively. Um, I don't disagree, no. I don't know what's going on. Sort of since the bye even. It's just at times you haven't even looked like a top quality side of the competition. Then at other times you'll just turn it on and be like, look like one of the best ball movement sides in the comp. So uh, I've heard that a lot in all the forums and everything that we just don't look right, which is pretty funny for a team that's won eight of their last nine. So mm. um, yeah, you're right. We've won, we've won eight of the last nine and we don't look good. So good teams win games that probably shouldn't win and we keep doing it. Yeah. So if we can put string it together for three quarters out of four in a finals game, watch out. Yeah, pretty exactly much. Right. If we were doing it in one quarter out of three against these teams, then who knows? Might see the first grand, uh, the first final, be you versus the demons. It's looking lively, Melbourne. isn't it? Because Melbourne looks like they, with that draw up their sleeve. Yeah. Uh, they, but obviously you got not an easy draw. You should have a win this week, but next week, yep. the last round you play Geelong at GMA. That's yeah. right, play Geelong. So you, that's tough. Yeah, but Geelong don't have a good back six. <laughs> anyway, moving on. But yes, Port get the showdown chocolates. In a, it was a great showdown. I think everyone thought it was going to be fifty plus. To yep. be real, I don't think anyone that I spoke to didn't think it was, even Crows fans. Yep. So well done to Crows for keeping that as uh, interesting as it could be. Just going back to a great win by the Suns as well. Do I have to say that. Hats off to them. Yes. Carlton didn't just lose it. I think David Teague is now gone. Yeah. Uh, I'll be surprised. Well, I actually feel a bit bad for him because he, well, he took over. This is his three years. He took over mm-hmm. as the like, caretaker coach. Yeah. And then he had the year which was COVID impacted, mm-hmm. which was like all messed up in the hub. And then he had a year where... Five rounds into it, they had an internal review and all eyes were on them and every single result in every minute of their game. That's just three seasons. Mm. That's brutal. Yeah. He hasn't had a real good shot at it. No, and we slammed, and we slammed down Stuart Jew. Yep. Who doesn't have Patrick Cripps, Harry Mackay, Zach Weedering, Sam Walsh, Nick Newman. Liam Jones. Liam Nick Jones. Newman. Nick Newman really in there? Yeah, I think Newman's a great Mitch player. McGovern. Mitch McGovern. Is he really in there? Yeah, uh, a, this is a good team. Yeah. Adam Saad, Zach Williams. They spent money. This yeah. is a good team. There's no excuses. I'm sorry. Yeah. But so, I, I think he's gone personally. I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone too. I think he understands that. And Heard it here first on the Winger Podcast. David Teague has coached his last two games for the... Two more games for, wow. the, for the Car Football Club. There you go. Will not be coach per, per in 2022. Uh, but no, the Suns, great win. Um, hopefully showing good signs for next year. I think if they get some old heads in, uh, then they can push for finals next year. Time for them to throw the wallet at Steel Side Bottom and Scopenhagen. Definitely. Uh, we've done the and cr- Alistair Clarkson. Yes. Oh, oh, imagine that. Imagine. Um, anyway, done the showdown. Next one I've got there is Saints Yo-Yo season continues. Not many teams are more frustrating than Carlton, and Saint Kilda might just be more frustrating. They've gone and been Sydney, who have been the most informed team in the competition, I think, for the last month. Yeah. Being fantastic, dominated Bulldogs, dominated teams, and then Saints go and dominate them. It's ridiculous. The Saints like go, they'll beat the Eagles, they'll beat, as we said, Sydney, they'll beat everyone, but then they'll just consistently lose to Carlton. the Blues. They'll lose to Essendon, they'll lose to everyone. I think they got beaten by Essendon by like... Uh, was it 100 or something? Yeah, it was like 90 points yep. or something like that, 89 points. 
Just oh, just such a headache for them. We at the start headache of the year team. were so high on them. I had them fifth That's spot, I believe. Work. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And they had just like all the pieces for a great year to be shaping up. It looked like, but you just can't trust them now. And no. they've sort of gone back to the St Kilda of old. Um, but a really damning stat for me is the last uh, six years they've been hovering somewhere from sixteenth to eighteenth in goal kicking. It's continuing. It's a long well, time. Except last year they were third best. So they had a fluky year. The shorter quarters, it all worked out. Yep. And then this year, they're back to 16th. Wow. But they did win a final last year. And that's why yeah. we're so hot. They won a final. This exactly. other team who just snuck in and lost. They won a final. And if you told me at the start of the year, St. Kilda were going to bring in Brad Crouch. Zach Jones is going to be playing well. Brad Hill's got a new role and he's playing well. Yep. Uh, Jack Higgins comes in and he's straight like, on Three fire. Three of these players are Been genuine all-Australian stars. And still has had like... A brand low medal year. Brand low medal type year. I'd be like, oh, pencil them for top four, probably top two. Yeah, I think so too. And then look what they've gone and done. So it's really disappointing from them. They had all the potential in the world and they've really just let everyone down and more importantly, I think they've let themselves down. So Sucks to be a St. Kilda fan. Yeah, back to the drawing board this year, and I think they uh, could have a big year next year if they piece it all together. Now onto the next game. Essendon upset the Bulldogs. I don't think anyone would have tipped that one. And no. now the top, the top four race is wide, wide open. Yeah, I love this. Let's turn the competition on the head, Essendon have. Well, this week was just unbelievable for the top four. Uh, oh, for I think... both. Top four is wide open. Yeah. And even then, 5-8, to eight, or 5-12, to 12, it's wide open too now. It's unbelievable. Well, this week, uh, two of the top four lost, and then um, the other two of the top four were decided by less than 10 points. Yeah, against so, two teams that are nowhere near... Well, that West Coast has been nowhere near it nah. in terms of performances, and Crows are nowhere near it. Exactly right. It was, yeah, against three teams uh, who were hovering around that sort of 8th to 10th spot, and then yeah, one wow. team who's right down the bottom of the ladder. So What a week. Crazy week. Obviously, the Demons came through with the chocolates, but um, and they were able to jump over the dogs. So this was a huge game for the Demons uh, in terms of the dogs uh, dropping the premiership points. Huge here. game for everyone in the top four, mate. Huge game for Port Adelaide too. Mainly the Demons. Huge game for everyone. Uh, but mainly, actually, a huge game for Essendon. Long. For Essendon as well. So, yes. Uh, Essendon, obviously, uh, four points now. One win behind um, getting into the eight yeah. uh, and jumping... West Coast, who West Coast a terrible percentage. Yeah, it um, nearly got worse. No, they've not dropped eighth yet. Not right. um, but yeah, it nearly it nearly got very very bad for them. Um, but no, now it just blows it wide open. So you got Essendon one win away, Richmond one win away, GWS uh, can leapfrog West Coast next week. You've got Fremantle that can uh, be right up there and St Kilda that can uh, leapfrog West Coast next week as well, I think. Their percentage might let them down. And GWS only win by in the eight by half a win because of the draw. Yeah, they're, so they're they in, are very tediously close. It's so it's, tight. It, it can't get any closer. And the thing that's making it even tighter is West Coast having such terrible percentage. I think it's like 94.4 at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's, it's substantially low. Yeah. Is it 94.4? 95. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I went up a bit last night. Um... Yeah, so you got teams like Essendon and Richmond who have over 100 percentage. Uh, so when they get a win under their belt, they're just going to leap for a West Coast. And West Coast do not have an easy run whatsoever. No, it's going to be tough for them. And they've exactly. shown they can't. Their Optus Stadium isn't a fortress anymore. No, they got the Derby, which can always be close. Oh, that's um, going to be a great game of football. Unreal. And oh. then the last game of the season, they've got Brisbane at the Gabba, which you can pretty much pencil in as a if loss. If it's in the Gabba. So they may yeah, get lucky true. there. Which you can pretty much pencil in as a loss. It's going to be away regardless, I think. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I said at the start of the season, I've said it pretty much every episode, they got full out so of the far. eight. I do not believe in them whatsoever. Yeah, they've been struck by injury this year. I understand that. But even when they've had a full fit team, full, everyone's fit and firing, they're just not stepping up and just don't have the balls. Well, even if they finish in seventh or eighth, they're making up the numbers. Yeah, exactly. So, so moving on to the next game of the round. Yes, we had the Eagles losing to the Demons. Can now, I just read I'm, out your headline. I've got a great headline because it's very good. 30-point leads, thunder strikes, and a nail-biting finish in the wild, wild west. Is that a good headline or what? Because it was the wild, wild west of a game. And it was yeah. in the west. It was probably one of the craziest games I've ever seen. It was for, unreal. For reasons that I don't even understand. It was dead bone dry at the start of the night, but windy. And then the wind sort of calmed down and it was nice. Then it was bucketing down after about three goals. We had Shannon Hearn have leather poisoning and then have a hamstring, or yep. whatever it was. We had... Both subs activated in the first quarter. And then I was, yeah, both subs activated in the first quarter and then it was bone dry again. Clary was being tagged by Hutchinson Hutching. or yeah, Hutchings, Hutchings yep. who was playing forward and then was Coming off then tagging. the flank and tagging. So then they're playing five against our back six, which is one of the best back sixes in the comp. Yeah, it was baffling all round. And then they stopped tagging him and they started scoring goals because of that. And then Clary got off the chain and then we got up by 30. Then there was thunder and lightning. And stopped the game for over 30. Over 30 minutes. And then there was an hour-long last quarter where we ended up winning by nine points. And West Coast just came out and you guys were cold. It was ridiculous. It was one of those wild games I've ever seen in my life. It was looking so average, but it was looking so awesome after that yeah, co- that thunder strike. And it was a great game of football. I was I was shit myself the whole, whole day. I was, I was really nervous. I thought the energy that West Coast came out with after the thunderstorm I thought was what they were going to have all game. Season on the line. If they win this, they're in the eight. They're it battling in finals. Exactly right. And, and that's why I tipped them. They were just absolutely nowhere near it. No. Like I've said before, they're pussies. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And West Coast are anything but. So, great win from the Demons. Um, after the, the Lightning, we came out flat. We just wanted to We just wanted to not lose. So, we just wanted to ice the game. Too bad there's 16 minutes left, so you can't really just kick it around and ice the game. That's what we're wanting to do, though. But, no, great game from uh, Bowie, who is only his second game, had 17 touches. Uh, great game by him. The did you it? He played very yep. well. I mean, he's uh, nearly cost at the end with that Tim Kelly on yeah, the ball. Yeah, he did. But uh, played very, very good football. He was unbelievable. Uh, and then Petrarca and Clary stepping up, as always. Clary wasn't, didn't have his best game, but it was outweighed by Petrarca's unreal game. Uh, and Dogger Jackson, 20 touches again, had a goal. Locked up rising star for me. Yeah, I think yeah, I think now he's, he's definitely locked it up. I've heard some pundits still say that uh, Tom Green is their favourite for it, Can't which is interesting, it. but Dogger Jackson's played every game and hasn't been dropped. So no. always, he missed one game, but it was a thumb injury. Uh, and then obviously there was a laid out as well. So two laid outs. So it was a bit of a crazy game. Yeah, there was laid outs, wasn't there? It was yeah. confusing. Hutchings was in and out three times, so I yeah. had no idea. And, but Ben Brown, unreal game. He's really gelling with our forward line, which is unreal to see. Uh, and come finals, it's going to be huge for our forward line to be gelling like that. So I'm really looking forward to finals now. Bring him on. All right, now moving on to uh, someone who won't be playing finals, but uh, he's playing finals in our mind. And that is the winger player of the week. We have our very first uh, joint uh, player of the week. We usually yep. have one each. But this guy has been a player of the week for us before once each. Yep. So it only and makes, I didn't even look at anyone else. No, so it only makes sense for him to be the very first, not only the very first two-time winger, not only the very first unified winger player of the week, but the very first three-time Three trifecta winger player of the week. And that is Will Power. 
Nicely done. Nicely done. Really well done. Right. It, it, not only did he play fantastic, he actually played really... Like, we're not even taking the piss here. No. He was fantastic this game. We Read it out. 28 touches. 28 touches, 89% efficiency. That's dumb. He had a goal. He had seven tackles, four got score involvements, and 138 fantasy points. That's all oh, AFL career highs. All really. career highs apart from the goal, but all career highs That's for unbelievable. Ridiculous. And he was just like, he epitomised that game for Gold Coast. Yeah. Was was just unbelievable coming off that halfback flank uh, and just providing with all the run and carry they needed and obviously setting up goals and, and getting goals himself as well. So, unbelievable game from Will Power. He's, he's strung together a great season. Uh, and we were well, you don't get about, three winger player of the weeks by chance. Exactly. There's only ever been one multiple winner and it's him and now yep. he's... Three-time winner. So. He's got a long lead. Even Jack Bowes, who the award is named after, yes. the inaugural winger player of the week, didn't even get it. Nah. So, yeah, unbelievable from Will Power. And uh, I reckon he's going to be a huge fantasy pick this year, as we were hinting on before. Actually, well, yeah, he's so. definitely a back pocket uh, player for next year. And that's Will with one L. Yes. Don't, get, don't get it twisted. No. Well done, Will Power. He deserves well one. All right, let's move on to our winger tip-off. Uh, tip off, I'll, I'll get. I'm um, what I might do because I haven't counted up the tips the last four weeks. So um, when we get to the last round of the year, I think I'm, I'm up by one. I don't know because I was up by a margin and then I had a stinker. So I, I don't think know. I'm up by one though. Maybe I'll take your word for it, but uh, I doubt it. But um, I'm going to add them up at the last round of the year. So after this round, I think it's only yep. So after this round, I'll add them up and then we'll see how we go going to the last round. Who wins the slab between Dogger and I? Yeah. So anyway, but let's kick it kick it off. We've got no idea what the order of this is going to be because it hasn't been confirmed. But we're going off what the AFL.com website says, and that the first game is Brisbane Lions taking on the Collingwood Magpies. Uh, this is going to be in Melbourne somewhere. Um, so for me, but... Or it uh, could be in Brisbane. Uh, another four cases today, I doubt oh, it. Oh, really? Oh. So um, it'll be in Melbourne somewhere, rather. I imagine Marvel. So for me, I'll be taking the Lions. Yeah, I'll be taking the Lions in this one. I think 1-39. to 39. They haven't really proved yeah, that. Yeah, keep can, it close. Yeah, they haven't proved that they can put it on teams. Uh, and the Pies have just been just proving that they're so up and down. To be fair, they were down last week, so they could be up again this week. Yeah, so. they're a yo-yo side too, aren't they? Big time. So, um, yeah, well, I reckon the Lions will win, but, uh, yeah, I don't see them really putting it on them or anything like that, and I don't see it being a very exciting game. No, neither do I. Jack Crisp revenge game? Maybe. Well, it huge is a... possibilities. <laughs> I don't know about huge. Um, on to the next one, Cats and Saints. Uh, both teams looking, well, one team looking to respond and one team looking to <coughs> continue its good form from one week. But like we said, they're a yo-yo side. So yep. um, if anything, Cats by 90. For really? Me. Cats have to respond and Saints are on the bottom of the yo-yo right now. Are they? Who, who, they, well, they won, so they're going to have to lose. They? They, beat, they beat Sydney, so they're going to have oh, to lose. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be taking Saints in this one. Really? Yep. Taking Saints really? in this one. Yep, 100%. Because I think the line, if it's at GMH, I don't know where it's at. I if it's at GMHBA, I don't give a shit. No, it won't be. I think the line could be 30, I think, for yep. Geelong. And I'll be taking that. Wow. I'll be taking it for the, the other way. I'm taking the minus. You're taking the plus. Yep. That's the main tip-off for this week, I'd say. It That's is. huge. No, I reckon, yeah, the Saints will win this one. Um, they need to win it come the end of finals. They're going to knock Eagles out, and Eagles are just going to continue their downward spiral. You know, I won't be upset if it happens. It's good for Port. I'll be so. stoked. Yeah, well, it's good for everyone in the top four, isn't it? Um, unless you're John, unless you're John Taylor. Uh, onto the next game. I can't see their back six holding up, to be honest. <laughs> Against that big, tall king and memory, yeah, I guess. Exactly. Uh, on, onto the next game, Suns and Bombers. Uh, both teams with surprising wins last week. Can they go again? It won't be in Gold Coast, I assume, so it'll be in Melbourne yet again. Yep. Um, so, therefore, I'll be taking the Bombers just because it's in Melbourne, I think. I'll be yeah, taking the Bombers yeah. as well. 
season's on the line. They're going to be pushing for this one. Yeah, I think they have to win this. I think Willpower will go off. He might even win another player of the week. Imagine back the to back. Quaddy. Back to back as well. That's unbelievable. It'd be ridiculous. Um, so no, I reckon Will Power could easily win this one uh, for the boot. Suns. Yeah, yeah, off his own boat. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll be taking the Bombers in this. They're fighting for their their life in the finals. So yeah. what? By the way, who would have thought they'd be fighting off for the finals? To be honest, I think we both had them bottom two. Bombers. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I had. Bottom, I think I've been about fourth last. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, had them very low. So. Yeah, unreal from the Bombs just to turn it around like that. And Ben Rutten's doing a great job. So I reckon he he'll continue to do that this game. Now on to the next game. Giants and Tigers, 2019 Premiership Grand Final replay. It was 2019? Yeah, it was yeah, 2019. Um, yeah, look, we spoke about this a little bit off air. I'm going with the Giants here. Yeah, I'm going to be taking the Giants as well. They, Tigers haven't shown us anything whatsoever. For weeks now. Yep. And I tipped North Melbourne to beat them, and they very, very nearly did. I mean, hats off to Richmond at 50-point turnaround. That's mm. not easy. But um, Giants, uh, form lines, you've gone Geelong and beating Geelong by a margin. Then you'll it. be beating Tigers, I think. And they need to stay in the eight. So I reckon they'll continue that hunt with this game. Um, and, yeah, the Tigers are just in no man's land. For three quarters, they were absolutely pumped last week by North Melbourne yep. um, and really came alive sort of halfway through that third quarter. So, yeah, I reckon it'll be a huge game for the both teams, really. Both teams can make the finals at this rate. So, uh, But, no, I'll be taking the Giants. I reckon um, Toby Green will play and he'll have a ripper. Well, that's the big suspension. thing, isn't it, Toby? That's one thing we left out of the... Uh, I've been keeping an eye on it. On, on the news earlier was Toby Green suspension. We're keeping an eye on it because it may come out during this podcast. So we'll let you know straight away. But, um, I mean, Giants rested a lot of players last week. Not a lot of, it, was, it was a few injuries, but a lot of it was resting. Josh Kelly, for example, and Shane Mumford, I believe, too, was both managed. So they're going to come back fresh against this Richmond side, and I think Giants take the chockies there. They'll be taking their line big time. Definitely. Um, on to the next game. Hawks and Dogs. Dogs by a mammoth margin. Next, moving on. Yeah, I think dogs are just—they have to come back from last week. It was terrible. What they, the, the, what they dished out. Uh, I think Sweet will come in, and I think English will go forward to cover that gap of um, Bruce. Bruce. Alex Bruce, otherwise known as. Yeah, yeah, Alex Bruce, Bruce, who did play for Hawthorne, uh, as we found out during the podcast. Um, did you say that? Uh, that was Alex Bruce. He played for Hull. City. Oh, really? I thought it was Hawthorne. So did I. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, it is. Are you sure? It's not Hawthorne? No. No. Born no. in Norwich. Yeah. yeah. Born in Norwich. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that they have to come back. The dog's here. And I think a player who is going to go forward is Bontempelli. And that leads on perfectly. Very good segue by Dogger here to our Brown Bats bet of the week. Now... Because someone has to replace Alex Bruce. Alex Bruce. All right, so here we go. Here's our winger player of the week. Bakerol, ignore player it. Of the week? Ignore it. Oh, brown bats, bet of the week. Gee, I've had a few blinders today. Uh, Bakerol, zero. It's neither here nor there. Moving yeah. on. Anyway, I don't know how that happened. We've got no idea what the odds are going to be for this game because no odds are out. We've got no idea about anything. But we don't give a shit what the odds are. I mean, it'll be, it'll be $1.90 or so. But <laughs> it will be $1.90. We have got, but I don't know what the line was, so that's why. But anyway, with these lines 28. 26. What do you think the line will be? I'm going to guess 27.5. I'll guess 26.5. Yeah, just because he had such a great game last week, they may bump it up at yep. one. But Bonampelli unders. I think Bonampelli unders is a great bet because he's going to have to go forward more than he would like with this Josh Bruce injury. And I think they're going to... I don't want to have the forward line they've got rolling in with English and a Norn who's on a one-out forward. It's a weak forward line. It's a weak forward line. So they're going to have to spice it up somehow. And Hugo Hagen, who's a kid... 
They're going to have to spice it up somehow and Bod going forward and playing maybe half the game. If you can stop hitting my ear, it'd be great. Um, half the game as a uh, permanent forward will uh, hinder his disposal numbers. And brown low votes, fingers crossed. But we're thinking as well, depending on the odds, Bont unders, multi with him for two goals. Imagine he just goes and kicks six and gets three votes. That would suck. But yeah, Bont unders and uh, Bont two goals. So I think he plays more forward than he has been all year. Uh, I think that's juicy odds. And that's our uh, brown bats. Better the week. All right. Now... Moving on to... The best segment, no. Oh, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Oh, I was going to say, we're not to that yet. Already. On to the Demons versus the Crom. Well. It's beaten time. Last last time we played them, we lost by one point. Nick Murray, deliberate. It was absolute horse shit. We will not lose again. Crows will be flogged, and there's nothing they can do about it. I'm picking the Demons by 60-plus here. Easy. Like 80, sort of 88-point win. I think they played their grand final last week and they were on a motion for that showdown and they still lost. Yep. So I'm taking Demons by 100, I think. Yeah, too. Yep. I think Demons absolutely destroy them. They, we have to. And coming back from Perth, we're charged up from all that bloody... Thunder. Yeah, thunder and lightning that we... we and they caught. gave you a fright at the end. So that might, you know, it's gone from being a cruisy, comfortable win to a bit of a, ooh, maybe we, we can't be so, you know, uh, complacent. Exactly. And I think oh, in the I back of that. your mind... Is that we were complacent last time we played this team and we lost our winning streak against them. Yep, and the percentage is key for this Huge. game. Huge. So if Huge. we re- can really pump up the percentage here, we can. I think we're about two percent behind um, the Bulldogs. Eight percent behind the Bulldogs. Wow. Eight percent. One percent ahead of the Dogs. Uh, Geelong. There and you go. percent ahead of us. So we really, really need to push it up. Um, we could even bump it up past the Dogs. Who knows? Who knows? I agree. But yeah, Dogs. I mean, sorry, Don. Uh, Demons? Demons. Got a dig in there. Demons by a margin. Yeah. Um, on to the next game. The North Melbourne Kangaroos taking on the Sydney Swans. Uh, Roos have been one of my favourite teams all year, but Swans won't lose two in a row. And Buddy kicks six. I think Kangaroos could win this game. I love Kangaroos, but they won't be winning. Swans are too good of a side and too well coached to lose two in a row. And they'll get a... I wouldn't say rested because they had to rest him, but uh, a maybe semi-recharged Callum Mills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully Callum Mills does get up for this game. He's had groin issues. Achilles uh, in the nose. Oh, it was Achilles, is yep. it? Uh, groin issues earlier in the year. So he's had all sorts of problems this year with fitness. Uh, but no, I'll be taking the Swans in this one. But I would not be surprised to see the Roos win. So I wouldn't mind that line. Yeah, I think the line could be big. Yeah, I reckon it'd be about could 20 be, points. I was going to say, it could be 25. And if it is 25, I think I'd take that for North. Definitely. Uh, next game, Port vs. Carlton. This should be in Adelaide. Um, well, yeah, well, we'll be in Adelaide. Not sure when. I'll be there. It will be 4.35 Saturday afternoon. You reckon? That's, I guarantee you. I was locked in. Is it? I thought it would be a Sunday afternoon anyway because it looks like a Sunday afternoon game. Saturday. If I've ever... Oh, Saturday? Saturday, 4.35. Oh, we'll take that. Saturday twilight. Love that. Um, anyway, this is really making me scared because... Coming at you first. I'm not good at tipping Carlton games. <laughs> oh, no. So this may be one of the only games I got right. This, Just I don't think, tip. Just don't I tip. tipped Port to beat Carlton obviously earlier in the year. That may be one of the only Carlton games I got right. Just don't tip. I'll be tipping Port and their line. Smack them both. <laughs> no, fuck it. No, tip Carlton and their line. That's why I'm, I'm going with Carlton. Because reverse psychology. Yeah, exactly. Nah, of course I'm going Port. But gee, I, uh, I think I think Ollie Wines will go score Bunter and Port will put him to the sword. But I just can't get Carlton games right. I can see Port winning here in a close game on Saturday afternoon. We've had some close encounters in recent years. You have. And I think that 
Ollie Wines will get three votes in this game and he will absolutely tear up the Carlton midfield. Let's hope. Without Sam Walsh. Is that breaking news? It is breaking news. No Sam Walsh. He has stunned his syndesmosis injury and he will be out for the remainder of the 2021 AFL Premiership season. This is breaking news. This is breaking news. Wow. You heard it first on the Winger podcast. Uh, You're giving me an awful... I don't know who the source is because I sort of just made it up, but I think he will be out. Okay, it's not breaking news, but it's... Dog and is... Harry Mackay to play through shoulder injury. The dog is breaking opinion, so yes. it always works. All right, on to the next game. Uh, you are taking Port, weren't you? Yeah, it's in the close yeah. one. All right, and on to the last game. Western Derby. Derby. Do they call it Derby? Yeah, Western Derby, 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 Derby. Um, West Coast. Who are you going in this game? I'm going to take Freya. You're taking the Freeman yeah, or Dockers? I think Freo will win. I'm taking West Coast by a margin. I think Freo will win 68 to 62. Really tight one. Very close game. Six points in it. A snag in it. Wow. I think Andrew Gaff will line up for the winning goal and he will spray it out in full. <laughs> but he still wins. No, do you know what he'll do? He'll probably turn around and handle it backwards. That's probably what he'll do. Useless. He's so bad. First four touches of the game. Running. <laughs> He's, he's got the run. Your he's got Vendetta a paddock in front of him. him he's, got a, stop. he's got a paddock in front of him. No one's chasing him. His Bowie is about 45 metres behind him. And he's running, he's running. Could lay someone out. He's an okay kick sometimes. Could let, turn, just turns around, just handballs it to Shannon Hearn. And yeah. what does Shannon Hearn do? Under pressure, immediately bombs it. And then uh, May just fists it out. Anyway. He so did it about five times. Useless. So I think Freer will win. I think West Coast are useless. They're going to hang up the boots uh, this for this season. They've done it. Like They've put all their chips in. doesn't really matter. They're not going to make the finals. They know they're not. And if they get there, all they're going to do is get injured. So Adam Simpson fired at the end of this year for not wearing a mask correctly. Um, I'm taking the West Coast Eagles, and I think that Gaff is actually going to get the medal. So I'm taking Gaff for the medal just to go piss Dogger off. And I would like you to have a bet on Witherden 30-plus. I think because like Hearn is a question mark. He will not play. And surely the weather's going to clear up eventually in Perth. It doesn't rain that much in Perth, you didn't think, but it's apparently rained every day yeah. this winter, so who knows. But let's hope, clear skies, that with it, I think he'll have a, a blind of a game, not actually do anything, but yeah. have 30 touches. I think Gaff, Brayshaw, Fife, and Matthew Pavlich all have the same likelihood to win the medal on the weekend. Really? Yeah. All of them? Yeah. Wow. All that's, exactly that's the same. Exactly what you Gaff is the only one playing. So. I figured that out. Yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. think of Gaff. So I think David Mundy medal. Really? Yeah, 100%. What's the medal called? Matthew Pavlish medal? No. David Mundy medal. Uh, it's called the... It'll come to me in a moment. Chris Judd medal. It's not called that either. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the medal. It will come to me. But uh, regardless, if not Gaff, Tim Kelly. One right. last roll of the dice for the Eagles. Leo Barry, you star. All right, Matt's multi. Leo Barry. Let's go. Yeah. Matt's multi is shooting blind. Thank All right, God. so Matt's multi, there are no odds out at the moment, so I'm just completely guessing at this rate. Uh, You've who, guessed every week since round one. Yeah, but I'm guessing, I'm literally like, don't even know how much it's going to pay at this rate. So uh, for this week's of Matt's multi, it's just going to be, um, it's just going to be potential odds, um, but it's going to be, 100% juice anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Odds or no odds. Sports bet again are shellacking this week from the Matt's multi viewers. Um, so we're going with... No one's listening anymore. Brisbane, 1-39 to against Collingwood. I think... I said it before. I think they'll keep it close. They'll put on a bit of a show. It will be in Melbourne. We've proved they can win in Melbourne. They won a four-game win streak earlier this year. Um, $1.62. I think that's what it will be. Uh, and then we're going with Demons 40 plus. Yep, love it. $2.20. Is my guess. Is the guess. 
Uh, I think the line will be about 32, 34. Uh, so I'm guessing 40 plus will be about 220. And then to finish it off, we're going with Ollie Wine's most disposals. I love that. We don't even know who's going to be in the group. No. Sam Walsh, will he play? Apparently not. We're, we're hearing live, Sam Walsh will not play. Wow. Um, so Oliver Wine's most touches. Breaking news. Group one, paying $3.10, maybe. Uh, so altogether, it comes to $10.50. Maybe. Maybe. So who knows? Can we get a win? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. But Matt's multi, they, we need a secure, real win. Hopefully we have no Friday night games. You're telling me. We ha- hopefully we have no Friday night games because that's not good for us. Probably check on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we have no disposal l- l- lines or anything like that. So it's huge. It could be a huge win. Could be. And also Jaden Short, Tom Stewart, Daniel Rich. All aren't appearing. Aaron Hall, all aren't appearing, who have rooted me in the past. So Nemesis of the podcast, if you could say. Nemesis of Matt's multi. Yeah. So I might even put Will Power in there for 15 touches as well. But um, <laughs> but no, that's Matt's multi this week. So gamble responsibly. Hopefully we have a win before the season's up. That's our goal. Let's hope. Now, let's go into this. Oh, I'm keen for this. Now, I was going to say, Dog and I, uh, Dog came up with this idea this morning saying, because during the when the season ends in two weeks, we will during the week off we will release our Austra- uh, the Winget podcast all Australian team. So we thought, and also a Winget team of the year, which will be completely different. There we go, and a Winget team of the year. So Dogger's idea was, how about we both think of one player who we want to put in our own teams because we will do a combined team, but we'll you know we've got to do some brainstorming first. Who may not be your run of the mill all Australian player who will get in run of the mill. But someone you think that should make the team. I've got two. One's not a surprise and one's a very surprise, I think. So we haven't told either of us who they are yet. And yep. we've kept it very secretive. So I'm very excited here who we've got. So you go I'll, first. I'll just do my, my bit more obvious one first, which isn't a huge one, but he's not in a lot of he's not in any many of the predicted ones or running uh, rolling ones. Yep. And that is off the halfback flank uh let me said it. Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel. I think Caleb Daniel has to be a lock in this team this year. He's yep. proven he can make the Australian team before, as he made it last year. And here's this stat that I uh, managed to... Don't look at my computer, please, because oh, you'll what? find my next one. This is a stat I, I, I found. He's averaging 25 touches, right? Which is phenomenal in a team that is Huge. very hard to break, get touches in. He's going at 80% disposal efficiency from his 25. How many players do you think are averaging 25 touches and are going at 80%? Zero. Apart from Caleb Daniel. One. Zero. Caleb Daniel is the only one who the closest is. Can I guess? Sure. Will Power. Close. Tom Stewart going at 24 at 85. Oh, so he's pretty much d- doing so it. So no one else is doing what Caleb Daniel is doing out of that back half. And that's why I think Caleb Daniel has to be in the Australian team. And if you're going to finish top two like Bulldogs should, you've got to have at least a defender in there somewhere. I so agree. I think Caleb Daniel's a lock. I agree. All right, now let's see your... No, I thought you were doing your real one. Am I doing one. my roughy one now? Do your real one. All right. So this is a player we think... We would be quite surprised if they made AA, but yep. we think that they des- we we think yep. that they deserve it exactly. So mine they is they deserve a, to be in our all Australian team. Mine is a forward who'd be put in a pocket, I imagine, and his name is Buddy Franklin. Oh, yes, not who I thought whatsoever. So all here, right, I'm glad about here. That. I'm going with Buddy Franklin. Right, he's played 16 games of football this year, so that's low. But he should play, play the last two games. And who's he play? North Melbourne and Gold Coast. It took a wow. very brave man not to think he could kick eight goals minimum. Shout out to Wayne Water. And then he's on 42 goals right now. 
If he kicks 50, which is no, we're not, this is, four goals a game is very achievable against two bottom four sides. Very achievable. For the greatest, one of the greatest forwards of all time. Yeah. And how's this? That would mean he'll push him into fifth or sixth in the, in the goal Coleman. kicking. In the Coleman. And uh, as we have spoken, we will speak about, we don't think Tex Walker will make it anymore. No. And Josh Bruce, I'm not, I don't think we'll make it anyway. Um, but this is this. He only trails McKay, or Kai, whatever you pronounce it. Who is potentially not playing. But he only trails oh, okay, in this sorry. separate stat. McKay slash McKay. Tex, who we don't think can make it. And Charlie Cameron, who's missed every game this year pretty much. They're the only three trails in goals to game ratio. Really? No, he kicks more goals per game than anyone else. Wow. That's the only team players he trails. Wow. There you go. McKay's already in the team. Tex, I don't think can make it. And Charlie Cameron. No Charlie Cameron's only played 10 games. Really? I think he's your starting... I think he's your starting... Forward pocket. I put him in the forward pocket. Really? Yeah. So you were throwing me off by saying you can't have too many tools. You had four. Yeah. No, I had three tools. You had four. I had three tools. And I said, who should I put in? You said King, Bruce, Mackay, and whoever the other one was. Yeah, exactly. I only had three. You had four. But yeah, very interesting. There we go. Buddy Franklin. Yeah. I think he's an all-shine this year. He deserves it. Because Sydney deserve players in that team, and they won't have any. Well, doesn't that go straight on to my player as well? I don't know. Does it? Sydney... Oh. Have been one of the best teams this year. I have. And in my opinion, their best player, their game winner, their best midfielder has been Luke Parker. Mm. I think Luke Parker deserves all Australian. I like him on the bench. Listen to this. Luke Parker is averaging 28 touches. Huge. Above average. 15 handballs, which is elite. 13 contested possessions. That's big numbers. Second in the league. Really? To Clayton Oliver. Huge. Six clearances. Elite, elite numbers. Four stoppage clearances. Huge. And a goal a game. Yeah, because he hits the scoreboard. That's a big thing about him. He does. He hits the scoreboard every game. And I heard a stat from Joel Taylor, our resident statologist. He has scored nine nine games in a row. Yes. Apart from last game when Joel bet on him, didn't yeah. he score. And he also averages four tackles and 21 pressure acts a game. Yeah, he's a very, very good player. And very good all player. of these numbers that I've just read out are up from last year. Interesting. So he has taken a leap in, into so his have Sydney. 29th year. And exactly right. 29th year. Yes. He's 29 years old. Oh. Um, so he has taken a leap. And then obviously Sydney have taken that leap as well. So I think Luke Parker deserves to be right in amongst it for the All-Australian. And I don't want to see players like Jack McRae over him. Really? Don't want to see players like Libba over him. He won't make it. Don't want to see any of those players over him. So I think Luke Parker mm. easily slots into everyone's AA team and it's absolute disrespect if you don't put him in because he will finish top 10 in the Brownlow as well. Interesting. Not that the Brownlow has anything to do with AA, but... I know, but he will as well. So it'll be a huge year for him. Oof. He so, he's got to start in midfield. He's got to be on the bench. And it's just, yeah, he'll be on the bench. I think the main worry about Parker then is if... It's how they want to go with the bench. Yeah. Do they want to bring another Rutman in? Darcy, for example. Because he, he nah, deserves it. He's been great. Games. Do they want to bring Darcy onto the bench? And then there are three players, and then it gets hairy for Parker. Yeah. He's that fourth sp- uh, fringe on the bench, I think. Yeah. So, I like it, though, because Sydney deserves some players. Yeah. And, yeah, Sydney needs some players in there. That's why I went buddy, likewise. Apart from uh, the two that we've mentioned, I don't think they have any players in there. No, neither do I. No, I've got a single player. No, uh, which is strange for a team who's pushing, been pushing for top four all and year. We'll probably finish fifth. 
Yeah, exactly right. So um, no, let us know what you think on on the Instagram in the comments. Yeah. Um, who is your player that you think deserves AA, but no one's talking about right now? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Love it. And that's the end of the Winger Podcast, episode number 25. Exactly. So make sure to follow us on Instagram. At Winger Podcast. Where you can let us know about all of the uh, AAs you think should be yep. uh, in and amongst it. And also follow us on TikTok. At Winger Podcast. Uh, have a look at our YouTube as well. At Winger Podcast. And also listen to us on Spotify. At Winger Podcast. Thank you. Sa. Good night.